Back on Matadors pregame, Eddie Corneo joining us. He is the head coach of the CSUN Matadors baseball program. And uh, this is Matadors pregame, the coach's report from Aspire Apartments. Before we get to on the field coach, I had the athletic director, Sean Chinfair, up with us in the booth on Tuesday. And he said, hey, uh, some good news about bat baseball. You're getting some lights. They're going to try to update the scoreboard and do some work on the infrastructure. How do you feel about that, the upgrade to Matador Field within the next, he said, 18 to 24 months? I feel good. I think the, the players that we have des- deserve a facility that they're proud of and um, that they enjoy coming to, to the ballpark every day and playing night games in Northridge. Um, with having some people come out of the valley and come see us, I think it would be positive for the community. In terms of the upgrade, are, are you guys going to be in a position to, if it comes to that, would you be able to host here, or do you, have that not gone that far yet in terms of the planning? Um, just based off of my experience, there's you need more than just lights and a scoreboard in order to host. You need adequate facilities. You need multiple locker rooms. Um, you need a certain amount of, of um, crowd space, and I don't think we fulfill those needs yet. I remember being at UCSB and we tried to host and and we couldn't so we had to host down at Lake Elsinore at that single A ballpark and um, ended up working out that year you know we drew I think around 60,000 fans Um, Virginia ended up winning the national championship and they were in our regional they ended up winning the regional obviously but uh, we had a good turnout good Southern California teams. Speaking of good Southern California teams uh, CSUN and Irvine and lately it's been you know, these games have been a bit of a dogfight, I think. Out of the last two years, I think seven games, five, the winning team won in their final at bat. And last year, you guys went up there, and it was incredible college baseball coach. I mean, 35 innings in 48 hours. Every game won, the winning team won in their final at bat. I know Sunday was disappointing for you guys, but whatever it is, these two teams kind of bring out the best in each other. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we have a, a slight advantage being at home. You know, being in the Big West, I don't know if home field advantage plays too much in, into it, especially when things are competitive. But that's uh, why we, we preach every pitch is important, every at-bat's important, and, and never take it for granted. Um, you know, we we took, I thought, last Tuesday for granted a little bit. We showed up a little late today, and I wasn't too happy about it. We'll see how we do. Uh, Lucas Braun, give him the ball, and he's been, the last couple starts at least, he's, he's been, been out there for you guys. Tough loss. Uh, he, you know, it wasn't his fault. He actually tough loss on Friday against UC San Diego. But last time he went out here against uh, Cal Poly was pretty solid. I'm guessing you expect more of that here this afternoon. Yeah, we'll see. I, I've been talking to Lucas about how he handles getting touched around. Um, if you go back to the Fullerton series where he pitched well, that was uh, a direct response to the previous outing right. where where he got hit around and he changed and it was different. And so he ended up doing well against, uh, and then Cal Poly, he got a little bit roughed up in the middle innings. He changed and was different. I talked to him again at UC San Diego where he was dominant the first time through the order, and then second time through, they hit a two-run home run, and then he changes. And so, um, you know, hopefully you know, hopefully he's a little different, and he's able to respond a little bit better. But... You know, I don't, I don't question his ability to come out and be ready for the start. I want to see how he responds to a little adversity. Um, Grayson Carlos had a very good year for you guys. And it's weird because obviously he had that hot start where he was nearly over 500 and whatnot. And he's come back to the pack a little bit, still playing well, still the approach I know you still like. Is he perhaps physically wearing down a little bit? Is that why he's DHing a little bit? Or is that just kind of the ebbs and flows of a season? 
I think it's the ebbs and flows. I think we've, you know, we have to give an opportunity to those who, who have strengths in certain areas. For instance, Cameron Mercurio is, is one of our better receivers and one of our better blockers and throwers. He's one of our better defenders. Um, Grayson is, is one of our better offensive players. So, um, you know, Cameron gets the start today because Lucas Braun is a little bit more comfortable with him. Um, and, you know, I'm not afraid to share that with any of the players. And it's just a matter of Grayson maybe fine-tuning some things defensively that maybe things are breaking down. Like you said, as the season goes on, catchers can get worn down, and he's been on base so much that he does get worn down. So that's showing up a little bit on his on the defensive side, and so we're giving we've we've given Cameron the start on the last two weekends, and um, Lucas and him work well together. And Irvine's a uh, an aggressive base running team, so I, I think that that may neutralize them a little bit. That's the goal, at least. Um, we talked a little bit before we turned the mic on, and, and, and you always talk about being fundamental. We need to be fundamental, and you're playing a team, basically they hang their hat on their fundamentals. So I want to talk about two guys who don't necessarily jump out at you maybe with the numbers, but guys like Mason Lee and Nathan Barraza. You know, I would always tell Coach Serrano, I said, those are like your Irvine guy, like when you were coaching Irvine. They're guys, you know, they can hit a little bit. I think Nathan's over 300. I think Mason's near 300, but... They're the guys who can bunt the ball, can execute on the sacrifice, get the runner home from uh, from third with less than two out, do the little fundamental things at the plate with the approach. Why is that so important, Coach? Well, it, it keeps you it keeps you in the game. You know, most games in, in baseball are usually lost by one side, and that ends up being the difference. It's not necessarily that one team comes in and beats the snot out of the other. It's that one team just isn't doing anything wrong, and the other team does more things wrong. And so... You know, in a, an environment like that, the more fundamental you are, the more chances you give your, your offense to put you in a better position to win. And at the end of the day, you have, you have to close out games, right? If we're going to be at home and, um, you know, we haven't had a lot of walk-off wins this year. Um, can't think of really one. And maybe we're due. You know, hopefully this <laughs> is the weekend. And hopefully it comes a, a, in, a, in a time when we need it. Jacob Simons kind of litters the leaderboard in the Big West coach, you know, home runs and slugging percent. I think he's first or second in OPS, but I want to talk about his defense. And I know that's why you guys liked him last year. He's very solid in center field. Has he played about as good a center field as anybody in this league this year? I think so, yeah. He's been able to finish plays, and we we have to tell him in batting practice to not dive so much because um, he's a workhorse. And he, I mean, just, just today he was going back on a ball and – jumped up to try and catch a home run and ran full speed into the fence and rolled around in the dirt. So he's covered head to toe in dirt right now. Um, but that's the kind of player he is. I can't, you know, I, to a certain extent, I want him to, you know, take his foot off the gas, but that's who he is. And, you know, that fires everybody up. But his defense has certainly improved. I know last year, his first day of practice in the fall, he broke his collarbone and had to have surgery. So he was experiencing some tentativeness in, during the season, understandably, and he would get beat behind him quite a bit. But this year has been a different story, and he's been able to finish plays and cover ground. It, you know, it's been good to see. Uh, last couple weeks, Coach, a couple different guys have been out in right field. What's that situation like right now? Is it kind of a feel for how you and the coaching staff are feeling based on practice? Yeah, some, some of it has to do with where we're playing. Um, if we're playing under the lights, who's the better defender? I don't like sacrificing too much on defense. 
um, especially on on Friday games. But uh, you know, Soika's had some his his ups and downs this year. Uh, he's doing really well against left-handed pitching, and uh, Emmanuel Dean has had some struggles, ups and downs. Brandon Leon is is a young freshman. He'll show some immaturity. I'm, I'm just kind of going with the hot hand right now. Brandon Leon got a, two starts at UC San Diego and performed well. Um, we had no issues with him defense. He was able to handle the sun really well there. It's tough to play defense in right field at San Diego. And I think he deserves another start. Um, and so, you know, I tell the other guys, just continue to practice and and work harder than the guy that is playing and when you get your shot take advantage my last thing for me coach and i know you know part of what's great about you and people don't know this maybe the relationships you develop i remember last year when santa barbara came in here and all the guys you recruited still came over wanted to say hello to you saw cj yogi kind of hanging out he's doing the film stuff for irvine now as a coach now you've been coaching for a while what's it like when you bring in a kid like that you recruit him and now you kind of see him taking that next step in, in the game i'm you know i it gives me it gives me a lot of pride that you know I'm able to to influence people um, to some degree. I don't know how much influence I had over CJ Yogi personally, but um, you know it's always good to see guys that are I, I've you know whether they have success or not or um, they stay with us or, or whether they leave. I don't hold any grudges with any players. Everyone has their own plight, and um, you know sometimes our program. The way I run things or the way I, I coach isn't for everyone, and I tell everyone on the recruiting trail that's how it is. I fully understand that, and you know we have a recruit today, and he had to watch me yell at the entire team for being late to stretch. You know that's not that's not necessarily something that I want to do, but it's who I am, and and I think the the best gift I can give any recruit is my authenticity. What you see is what you get, and and I'm not here to pull the wool over your eyes. I'm here to be who I am and I want them to know what they're getting into. So if we're not doing things right, I'm going to respond and hold guys accountable. That's my job. And whether you know I lose recruits or not, or guys end up leaving and, and don't stay in touch with me, that's okay. I mean, I think we're, uh, I think we're trying to do things right here and it's, it's not everyone's cup of tea always, but uh, um, I think we do it, uh, I think we do it in good faith and we're, trying, we're always trying to do the right thing. All right, Coach, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. That's Eddie Cornejo back after this.